Welcome back to all my naughty readers out there. I'm Chanel Ivy, and this is Chanel Ivy's Steamy Romance Reads Podcast. I hope you're ready for some wickedly sexy fun, because in this episode, you're in for a real treat. I'm going to read an excerpt from two author friends of mine. The first naughty read is by Cynthia Terrellis, and the book is called Let Sleeping Dogs Lie. The second erotic adventure I'll be reading from is a spicy excerpt from Holly Roberts called Prophecy Girl. These snippets are sure to get you all types of worked up, so sit back, relax, and let my voice submerge you into these lust-filled stories. Starting out with Cynthia Terralist, she's a project officer by day and a writer by night. Her writing motto is, I like to share a little bit of history, some Australian scenery, and a whole lot of love. She likes to write books that have characters readers can fall in love with and root for. Cynthia's writing touches on real-life issues such as domestic violence and drug abuse, but not in a heavy, depressing way. She shows hope, improves scars, and negative events in life don't need to define you. Her latest novel, Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, is a second chance romance where we see the main characters, Shepard and Tara, reunite after five years apart. When she left him, Tara couldn't explain why. After five years, did she still have feelings for Shepard? Her brother's passing hit Tara hard and left a scar. That night at the party when she saw Shepard high, Tara had no choice. It was over. It brought up too many painful memories, and she wouldn't go through it again. The decision was simple. She had to leave. No goodbye. For Shepard, losing Tara broke his heart. Not knowing why she left. Well, that pain he addressed with drugs, alcohol, and meaningless relationships. After he hit rock bottom, he cleaned up and came up with a plan to get her back. Could it work? It was his only shot. Would a desperate ruse with the best intentions, but costing a fortune, give him the chance to win her heart for good, or would it ruin him? Will she be brave enough to be loved? Now that we know a little bit about the book, let's dive right into the scene, shall we? This starts at Shepard's point of view. We hopped into the hotel's lift, Tara's hand resting on my leg as she pushed herself against me. As she leant closer to whisper in my ear, her hand made its way up to my thigh, enticingly close to my crotch. My dick strained toward her. Are you ready to finish what we started? Her breath was warm against my ear. My dick grew even more, and my doubt disappeared. Spinning her around so her back was toward me, I pushed my hardness into her. I held her close as I kissed the back of her neck, listening to her breath hitch. Readier than you'll ever be. The doors slid open and a lady entered with her beagle. Tara pushed herself against me so her butt rubbed against my dick. She grasped my testicles, giving them a rub and a squeeze. In alarm, I looked toward the lady, but she wouldn't have been able to see anything. Tara's body covered that delicate part. Then Tara stepped forward and introduced herself to the dog, leaving me stranded against the back wall trying to adjust my heart on so it didn't greet everyone who stepped onto the lift. I grinned to myself. I would need to make her pay for that. The doors opened at our floor and Tara threw a smile back to me as she got out. I didn't take my eyes off her pretty little ass until we reached the door to our apartment. 
This piece is from Tara's point of view. The door hadn't even closed behind us before Shepard shoved me against it. The desire in his eyes made my core burn, and his mouth met mine as his body pushed against me. He didn't even bother undoing my jeans. His hand just found its way between my legs and rubbed. A bolt of electricity shot through me as my mouth opened to his. I yanked his t-shirt off in desperation to feel his smooth skin. Just the feel of it sent me another notch closer to coming in my pants. Ripping my shirt and bra off, he pinned me tightly against the door before making room for his hand to grab my breast. I moaned into his mouth, the sound coming from deep within. I wanted him to take my jeans off and have me right there, but Shepard had other ideas. He took a breast in his mouth, sucking and rolling his tongue around my nipple. My back arched as he continued rubbing between my legs. I took hold of his shoulders, pushing against them, moaning his name as my panties soaked through. I didn't want to come right there, but it felt so good. I didn't want it to stop either. Shepard reached down and undid my jeans, pulling them and my underwear down. I stepped out of them with jerky movements, trying not to fall over in the process. His mouth made its way down my body, sending uncontrolled pulses of lust through me. As his fingers plunged into me, his mouth was there licking and sucking. He threw my leg over his shoulder to gain better access. With each suck and lick, the tension inside me grew. I stood on the tips of my toes, trying to distance myself from his tongue and slow down my response. Shepard's strong hands held me firm. Coils of pleasure rushed through me as the pressure inside me released in waves. I orgasmed around his fingers. My legs gave way and his fingers sank further in. I'm sure they were the only things holding me up. As his lips made their way back to my mouth, his fingers slipped out. I could feel their wetness, my wetness, as he took hold of me, pulling me closer to him. My legs continued to shake. I should return the favor, but I couldn't move. Shepard carried me to the bedroom. As soon as my back hit the bed, he plunged into me and the pleasure started all over again. I wanted Shepard every day for the rest of my life. The way he made me feel alive and wanted, matched with his gentleness and kindness, made him perfect. He never made me feel like I was weak, yet he strengthened me in ways he could never know. But he should know. I needed to tell him how much he meant to me. Well, thank you, Cynthia. I'm definitely going to have to pick this book up for myself. I just simply need to know what happens with Shepard and Tara now. Let's dive right into Prophecy Girl by Holly Roberts next. Prophecy Girl is the first book in the Five Orders series, where the fifth and final book is about to drop on September 11th, completing the series. Holly started out writing Buffy the Vampire Slayer in Terminator romantic fanfiction before spinning off into her own fantastic worlds with apocalyptic state. Her paranormal romance series, The Five Orders, is a fast-paced, fate-defying, and steamy set of books you're going to want to get your hands on if you're into this genre. Recently relocated to New Hampshire from Colorado, Holly is hard at work implementing the word wicked into her vernacular. She lives with her husband, whose handsome looks are only outdone by his charming and wicked supportive personality. 
Two surly house rabbits supervise this rider to make sure she doesn't spend all of her time watching Buffy reruns. In this scene, our main characters, Callan and Emma, are on the run from dark forces that are hunting them down and end up in a seedy motel. We start off with some sinful food porn and slide right on into their first steamy encounter. Let's dive right in, shall we? When I realized Emma was waiting on me, I picked up the large, floppy slice of pizza. Strings of cheese dripped off, attempting to cling to the rest of the pie. I gave her a helpless look and she laughed. Come on, don't look at me like that. You're going to love it. Or I think you will. And plus, she said with excitement, pointing at the slice in my hand. I put every veggie they had available on it, so it's kind of healthy. She smiled hopefully at me. I realized how she must have felt when she was giving me false accolades for my dumpster fire. Unable to escape now, I caught the tip of the slice between my teeth. It was hot, but didn't scald my tongue. To show my commitment, I took a healthy bite and gave her a wry smile through my mouthful. Then, something extraordinary happened. The bite of pizza melted into my mouth in a rush, accompanied by a flavor explosion. The textures of the cheese and crust slid pleasantly against each other in my mouth and struck a perfect balance of salt and tang. My whole mouth sang in exultation. I shivered. Emma leaned in toward me. Her eyes shone with lust, reminding me of the way she looked at me right before kissing me in her bedroom. Lips parted. Her breathing became labored as she watched me. You like it? She said, her voice breathy. Swallowing, I replied, yes, I do. She shook her head, her voice rougher than it was a moment ago. It wasn't a question. I know you do. She took her glasses off, putting them down on the bedside table. Too tempted to stop my new exploration of pizza, I took another bite but looked at her with a question in my eyes. I feel you, she said and shuddered. Her eyes closed as if experiencing extreme pleasure and suddenly my pants tightened against my lap as blood rushed down my body at her wanton expression. I returned the slice of pizza to the box. Emma, I asked. When her eyes opened, they were nearly black. Her pupils dilated, threatening to swallow the soft brown of her irises. I thought it was just me, but it's not. When you look at me, I feel this heat and need surge up within me. It's so intense. I think, she swallowed hard, I think I'm going to drown in it. She was whispering now, though Travis couldn't possibly hear her over the running water. I want to throw myself at you and rip your clothes off and touch every part of you. Gods, if I wasn't hard before, I was now. It was almost painful, but I kept deadly still, afraid of what I'd do if I moved. Then just now, when you took that bite, your enjoyment was so intense that I felt it too. Don't you see? Her eyes begged me to understand, and for more than I could give. I can feel what you're feeling. I didn't know what to say. I wanted to tell her that it was impossible, but I remembered every shudder that rippled through her body, every time she licked her lips with hungry desire. Every time her eyes glazed over with lust, 
because they had mirrored my own intense desire to claim her. My rational mind attempted to chastise my indulgence in her fantasy. Emma, I started, but she put her hand on my bare chest and my breath came to an abrupt halt. You can't pretend you don't feel it because I'm inside you now. Somehow, she said in a disbehaving tone coupled with a light laugh. She looked at her hand. The electric blue polish was almost chipped off her nails now. It didn't detract from her appeal in the least. There was something so spontaneous about the fervor with which she lived that made her perfection look like a two-dimensional bore. She was straightforward, unafraid, hot-blooded, so, so alive and about to make a mess of my whole existence. I know what this is doing to you. Her whisper came out on a rasp as if she were being tormented. I was trapped between the torment and the most intense pleasure. Only the gods could have designed it. Then why are you doing it? I asked, the pain tightening my words. Because? Her words drifted off, eyes searching mine as if she could find the answer there. Her gaze seemed to rip the flesh and bone from me until there was nothing hidden. This was too much. I shouldn't be seen, especially not like this. She continued, I want you more than I've ever wanted anything in my entire life, Callan. With those words, my name sliding off her tongue so deliciously, my last vestige of control snapped like a brittle twig. I grabbed her by the back of her neck and my mouth crashed down on hers with the crazed hunger I'd felt for seven days, ten hours, and some odd minutes. Emma pushed the pizza box aside and lunged forward to sit on my lap, her legs wrapping around my waist. The contact of her sex against mine, even through our clothing, invoked a hiss of shock from me. Heat radiated from her pelvis into my straining manhood, which begged to be freed. She threw her head back, exposing the expanse of her neck to me. Elegant. It was the only word to describe that stretch of skin. Oh, God, Callan. Her words were drawn out in intense pleasure. I can feel what this does to you. I feel how badly you want me. It's turning me inside out. I claimed her mouth again, forcing my tongue past her teeth, fully tasting her. My hands burrowed into her hair, snapping her tie away so wet locks fell into my grasp. I tugged lightly at the base of her skull. She gasped. Then her sharp breath dissolved into a moan that struck me so hard I worried I would embarrass myself. Just because I'd never been with a woman didn't mean I wasn't aware of what couples did behind closed doors. My masters warned against the evils of giving into lust, instructing I do everything in my power to please the gods with chastity. My hands moved to Emma's hips, where I rocked them against my own. A guttural growl ripped its way out of my throat. It was so feral I barely recognized myself. The warmth covering my lap soon moistened, and my eyes rolled back into my head with the effort it took to stop myself from coming right then. Thanks, Holly. Now I'm hungry for some pizza and I'm horny. Let's hop right into our discussion for this week's podcast. Our topic this week is the ever-pleasing sex toys. They've come a long way since the days of being a boring old vibrator when they jiggled their way onto the scene in 1883. 
There's toys out there that go way beyond anyone's imagination. There's things that go into just about anywhere, and they come in every shape, size, color, and flavor. There's more than any one person could probably play with in a lifetime, but that shouldn't stop you from trying, especially since you can play with yourself or with your partner or even partners. The more the merrier sometimes, am I right? I'll start off with my favorite. It's called the bunny vibrator, and instead of the twirling motion some of the other rabbits out there have, this one has a thrusting motion that is simply amazing. Plus, the little bunny guy is in the perfect spot to tickle your clit and make you come in seconds. This toy absolutely gets five stars in my book. Anal beads are also fun to play with. You can get them in so many different varieties now. There's ones you can strap onto your male partner, ones that vibrate, big ones, small ones. There's even one that can be used to inject lubricant. How crazy is that? If you're new to toy play, you might want to start with a lover's kit that has a little bit of everything in it so you can see what you like and don't like. But remember, just because you don't think you're going to like something doesn't necessarily mean you won't if you actually throw your inhibitions out the window and give it a go. If you need more recommendations or even a good place to find great toys, hit me up via email or message me and I'll get you to the right place. I'd never want anyone to miss out on some naughty, fun toy play because they weren't sure of where to start. Well, that's all I have time for on this episode of Chanel Ivy's Steamy Romance Reads podcast. I hope you all enjoyed the time we spent together and are looking forward to the next time. Check back with me sooner, better yet. Click that follow button so you'll get notifications when my next podcast is released for your listening enjoyment. On our next sultry session, I'll read some more exciting scenes from some of my author friends, and I'll discuss some more sexy topics. I can't wait, but it's goodbye until next time, my naughty readers, and as always, happy reading, y'all.